You're listening to Welcome back to the Korean Drama Podcast, where we talk about Secret Garden, episode 14. Let's get to it. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy. I'm Kim. Ah! Ah! What a wild ride. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It started for me that when I went to hit play, I was watching it on my computer. And usually I watch it on, I have the Vicky app on my TV, but I was watching it on my computer. And when I went to hit play, I already saw a spoiler. And I was like, oh, mm. wow. In the thumbnail? It, yeah, it like flashed up. It wasn't supposed to be, I think, the thumbnail, but it flashed up really quick. And I was like, mm. whoop. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. What a bummer. Yeah. But I mean, there, there's no thumbnail that could capture every single thing that happened in this episode. Oh, no, there was so much. There this, was the past three episodes were like a little ro- slow crawl roller coaster. <laughs> Truly. Slowly climbing, climbing, mm-hmm. climbing. Oh, then like kind of going back a little yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah, why. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yep. <laughs> and oh. now we went, we're, we are on the drop. We're back on track, man. I bet, oh, my literally, God. Yep. Back in it. Back in it. Yeah. Full speed ahead. Full mm-hmm. full speed. Show me that garden. Yeah. I'm back in Ooh, it. That's the one thing. That is but. the one thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And will we ever see it? Mm, I'm guessing no. It's impossible to but, say. Yeah. Impossible. Oh. But we start back at this VVIP Christmas party. John Mayer has brought up recently glammed up grunge princess mm-hmm. uh, to the party and then immediately abandons her for blazers, which like has happened to me so many times. I don't know if you guys have <laughs> had like a friend who's like, come on, come to this party. And you're like, I don't know anyone. And they're like, no, it'll be fine. I'll be there. And then immediately they leave you and you're like, oh, great. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I know the feeling. I mean, yeah. I've heard about it from TV and stuff. I mean, it's one thing for it to be a normal party, but this is the weirdest party ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also like no shade to the production design team, but it's like not as fancy as you would think for how a like VVIP. The, yeah, because it was supposed <laughs> to be for what what like four hundred people, and then he was like, no, make it like extra special for forty people. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, this yeah. is like all they could come up with. You can see why Richie Rich is so upset with his team. Like, this is the best. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although to be fair, he keeps changing things last minute, so maybe that's not like altogether their fault Mm. yeah but in any case john mayer has pulled away blazers and this random dude who i am calling champagne frank for (laughs) no other reason than he has champagne um this is the glasses guy right yes i have no idea who he is oh Uh, my god i love champagne frank yeah who who is he that's so funny yeah but he approaches john mayer and says hi, and then John Mayer tells him that he doesn't like him, him as in Champagne Frank, yeah, so he don't says, say hi to me. He says, don't say hi to me, I don't like you. Which yeah. I, <laughs> wish, I really wish that I had the boldness to say that in mm. real life, because, yeah. you know, don't waste my time. Don't How waste empowering your time. is that? Yeah, like I, Just don't yeah. talk to me. I don't. He's not even mean about it. He's just like, don't talk to me, I don't like you. 
Yeah. It's also, it feels like the writer's being like, we don't have time for a new character, Champagne <laughs> Frank. Go back to your corner. Even we though, have stuff to do. Even though they really try to introduce Champagne Frank, or rather Champagne Frank really tries to introduce himself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was confused. I thought it was Golf Bro, like, just, yeah. just yeah. dressed up or something for a second. But then I was like, no. I guess, but they, know, they do lead it. They, they do, like, imply that. Um, Later, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but they do imply no, 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 that. I never. feel like, but uh, okay, I won't get ahead of myself. Yeah, let's not get ahead no, of no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. We'll bring, we'll bring you back up. Mm-hmm. So Richie is back with Grunge Princess or Glam Princess. Ooh, or, I don't know, Glam, Glam Princess. princess. <laughs> Just by this party. Um, you're on to... fire with the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try. Uh, but he wants to check the tag of her de- dress to see if it's expensive or not, and it is. And then they start to make the Cinderella metaphor, where I'm like, stop with the metaphors. <laughs> they Come love those on. Hans Christian Andersen kind of era stuff. Yeah, mm. and they try to put the metaphor on top of the metaphor because they're talking about the Cinderella stuff, and then she's like, "I'm not gonna be your Little Mermaid," and I'm like, "Just mm-hmm. stick to one thing." Here. Yeah. Also, what? <laughs> like. Oh. We still didn't understand the Little Mermaid thing, so yeah. let it go. You know, I was on that note. I was I looked up the story of the mi- the Middle Mermaid, the Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. um, from mm-hmm. like 1860, and it's very dark and morbid. It's like the the Little Mermaid wants to, you know, be human to marry the prince and all that, but then like the 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 witch is like, all right, I'll let you be a human, but then whenever you walk, it's gonna hurt like hell. Like needles sticking Ugh. up your feet, but you're gonna have be have the best dance moves. So what happens? Like the prince is like, oh yeah, and also she can't speak. Um, wow, she's got really great dance moves. Can you dance for me again? She's she's like dancing her heart out, but then like it's like dancing on needles and stuff like that, like the whole time. I mean, it's really tragic. There's a lot more sad, sad, sad details. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, I can that- you know I I can start to see why uh they obsess over this because it's like so dark and and. You know, sometimes Koreans like that. But it does make more sense, right? Like if we're using the metaphor of like dancing on needles and like, you know, do, doing, exchanging uh, something that you want for extreme pain. Like they talk about that in this episode. So that makes a lot mm. more sense than the Little Mermaid, the Disney version. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're trying to make themselves somehow like these tragic characters in their own little little story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought what was interesting about this is he asks her if she will disappear at midnight like Cinderella. And she says, oh, yeah. that depends on you, which is the first time she hasn't been like, get away from me or I'll kill you. You know, she's like, it's not a refusal. Mm-hmm. And that's the best we've got. Yes. <sighs> on the other side of this rando party, John Mayers offers Blazers a cheesecake. And I'm like, my kind of man. I want Hell some yeah. cheesecake always. Uh, but he mistaken the love of cheesecake for another woman, which is like, John Mayer, you're so bad at this. <laughs> but he's Why? really trying. Like, I'm still like so endeared to him because he's like, I am going to get this right. And God damn it, I'm not asking for one hint. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But then he's like, he Blazers is upset that he like mistook her for another woman or mistook the love of cheesecake for someone else. And then he's like, well, I'm going to remember everything so I can remember why I upset you. And she's right in front of him. And instead of asking, he's like, <laughs> so you want to eat this cake or not? <laughs> like, 
but like obviously cheesecake is cheesecake like no, i've yet to meet somebody who like doesn't like cheesecake it's a that's safe true. bet it is to a give, safe to bet. give john mayer a credit like that's that's the safe way to go but it just still somehow still struck out on that one yeah, it's a lot more safe than uh, uh, roasted chestnuts or whatever the other <laughs> yeah. thing was. Yeah, yeah, he's getting closer. He's getting warmer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so Grungeon, um, uh, or sorry, Glam Princess and Richie Rich mm. are dancing. Uh, and she says the pain of being with him is better than not seeing him. So we're like kind of getting a glimpse into her state of mind. And that makes um, a lot more sense now knowing what Steve said about the original Little Mermaid. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, and they're interrupted by a woman. That woman, remember, who was in Japan, who he went on the blind date with at the museum mm-hmm. when Blazers yes. and uh, Grunge Princess were stalking them? We saw them and for like a whole eight seconds, was it? Yeah. Yes. She yeah, had yeah. zero lines, but now she does. She has some lines. And the blind date like pulls one of those bachelor moves. It's like, can I steal him for a second? When, yeah. you know, he's like, clearly flirting with someone else. All right. But Blazer sees this and interrupts and cock blocks the blind date, which I feel like is huge. I felt it was very fishy. I was like, Blazers, what's going on with you? I was like, what's going on with you? But I guess I guess that from what she had said to grunge slash slash glam. Glam. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. From Graham Princess, what she, what <laughs> they had, Graham what, Princess, I like that. What they, what they had talked about when they were walking through the museum together is like, right? Like Blazers was like, well, I know that like you really love him, but I don't really love him, so don't worry about me. But I do need this status. Um, so maybe it yeah, make sense. she she really turns a bizarre psycho. Like I'm gonna like Mean Girls bully move by taking her outside. Yeah, <laughs> she does the classic. It's weird because she does like a classic. Korean drama move of like, boom! Dramatic show of force, slamming the hand behind some the behind the on the uh, glass. Yeah, it's like yeah. Are you gonna make out, or is this like a threat, or I don't know? You know, though, I love that she was like, "Don't interrupt those who have just opened their hearts to each other." You know, she's like really. I it felt like I mean I might be naive, but it felt like she was trying to protect them, which I thought was very sweet. But maybe she's got some schemes up her sleeve and she's like about to yeah, I'm do confused. something bad. I think she was trying to protect herself. Like now that we're talking about it, I think that she was trying to protect like in her mind what is the uh, agreement, the tacit agreement between her and Grunge Princess, which is that like Blazers will still get to marry Richie at the end. Like mm. I think in her mind, but maybe I'm maybe I'm being unfair to Blazers. Do you think that also maybe it's possible that um, Blazers and uh, Graham or Glam Princess has now kind of like reached a, uh, some sort of mutual kind of, I don't know if respect is the right word, but they understand what they're in it for. And they kind of like are in that same boat of like trying to chase after Richie in a certain way. But it's like, you know, may the best girl win kind of competition or something. I think that in Blazer's mind, they have a mutual understanding of the situation. And I think that in Glam Princess's mind, like, what does she think? Like, we don't know. Uh, but I, I do think that's true of Blazer's. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, adding to the confusion, Champagne Frank is back. Yeah. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah. This name really, he- it just truly cracks me up. 
I just don't like who is he? We don't know. Who is this guy? Uh, yeah. And so he's back and we find out that Yeah. He, well, Richie hates him too. Richie does not like him. Which why was he invi- invited to this party then? I don't know. But he does, he breaks out his like Pimsler's English, um, calling Richie crazy <laughs> for being with a glam princess. And Glam Princess does not miss a beat. She like threatens him in her own English from the Dark Blood dialogue, like truly pulling scene, which so perfect. It is something that I felt like I was like, I would do this because I know like four Korean words. And if I heard somebody speaking Korean, even if I didn't fully understand what they were saying, like if I could infer from their body language that they were talking Mm -hmm. shit on me, like. I I don't uh, regrettably I don't know anything I don't know any threats but mm-hmm. you know you gotta be prepared I gotta I gotta learn threat. some threats yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Steve what's a what's a threat in Korean a threat uh, the common the classic one that uh, a lot of non Koreans know is chugule like you want to die but it's usually chugule 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 but you can't say it like that you gotta be like chugule <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing like you could use that word in a way that like is flirty too so if you say it the wrong way it could come off sounding very flirty Uh, and work and totally backfire on you and we do not Mm. want to be flirty champagne frank oh no champagne frank freaking bolts out the door (laughs) (laughs) what he like genuinely is fearing for his life or something i that was the most randomest thing ever it's truly (laughs) unbelievable i love champagne frank but then he do you think that they like cut more relevant parts of his like oh. uh, uh, of his role out? Like, do you think that they filmed? Oops, I dropped my pen. Do you think that they filmed more stuff with Champagne Frank that like made more made him more relevant, and then they just cut that stuff? Cut it out. That's why it seems so offbeat and random. It's possible, right? Yeah, maybe hmm. that would infer though that Korean dramas cut anything out, which. Knowing from the last two episodes, it feels like they really don't. Oh they God. keep it all in. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? It makes me realize or makes me start to feel or imagine this backstory of like some like, uh, chaos in the writer's rooms, some disagreements and maybe a possible writer's strike or two. And then the, mm. the producer's like, we need to just bring this show back on track. <laughs> you know, bring in the original writer that we fired. And then like, and, and, and this is why we have episode 14 now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's well, something. we have to say farewell to Champagne Frank because he disappears no. never to be seen again. He never comes back. <laughs> no, I know. Who is he? We will never, we will truly never know. Um, oh, but we, well, we're not ending the party yet because John Mayer is playing the piano, playing, I guess, uh, Blazers' favorite song, and he finally gets it right. Or at least we're to assume that because she doesn't tell him it's wrong. Mm-hmm. I get, that's what I got. Um... And then Grand Princess and Richie are dancing and they kiss, which is a big deal because mm-hmm. he's around all the stockholders of the mall and they're going <laughs> to sell all their stocks. That's right. Which is and like, I would, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. But we knew this. We knew this going into it. Like he said this so many times. So it's like, why yeah. do you have to say it? Don't rub it in. Totally. But they make oh. out for so long, y'all. That was a really. I had long... to. I had to skip through this because I found it to be extremely uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you were at that party. Oh my god! Everyone was like super. Like this is killing my vibe. 
Also, yeah. I want to make a note that um, I also don't believe that they had the rights to that Elvis Costello song. Oh, there was an... <laughs> I didn't this know. This show I... is a lawsuit waiting she... to happen. You guys are really good at picking up on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They didn't have oh the rights to that God. song. No, no way. Uh, how romantic is it when uh, 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 Richie Rich is like, you're ruining my mergers and acquisitions. Like or, or something like that. It's some sort of business term, M and A. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell that is. Yeah, it's just like uh, so disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's not like she's ruining it for him. I bet it's like how long their makeout sesh was. Like, if I saw someone making out for that long at a party, I'd be like, yes, yeah, I'll stop. Like, get out of here. Yeah, seriously. And also, like, don't put it all on her. You know, like you're do you're you're an adult and you're making this choice as well. So it's not fair mm-hmm. to be like. You're ruining mm-hmm. my mergers and acquisitions. Like you're a grown up. Classic yeah. Richie. Mm-hmm. So later, I guess we're to assume the next day, or maybe I don't know, the next week. John Mayer is doing press, and mm-hmm. he's Bong asked bell. about. Oh, what? The 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 for the uh the Mont Montbell, but in Korean, they have the Korean uh the text next to it, and I uh-huh. guess Koreans would read it like Mongbel. So it's, you know what? Actually, that's kind of more accurate to the French. Assuming this is supposed to be French, mm. it would be like a nasal mon, 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 bear. I truly called it Patagonia because I did not take the time <laughs> to look at what the uh, company was, but it was some kind of like active wear. But yeah. he also does. I didn't pay a... attention at all. <laughs> I was like, I don't why. know. This is Sears catalog. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but he does an interview after where the interviewer asks him about the plagiarism scandal and he says he doesn't mm. want to talk about it because it gives him stress acne, which girl, I feel you. Um, and then he's also asked about the seventh album coming out, uh, which he doesn't really answer because she talks about his friend, his quote unquote friend coming back into town that caused some kind of love triangle. So finally, some context for golf bro, at least. Yes. And that's when, um, right before this, it is when I thought that this was Golf Bro. This is Golf Bro. Yeah. Right? I think it is, yeah. This yeah. is Golf Bro. Absolutely, yeah. That's what yes. I have in my head. Because okay. John Mayer also realizes in this moment that this is how he hurt Blazers, that she overheard him calling her a side piece. Right. Which is mm-hmm. like, it felt a little bit like unrealistic that he remembered that, but. Yeah. How would you I'll know someone was- you know, whatever. Like, you know, we have like, six hours left. Years, you know, uh, we got we got bigger fridge to fry. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, forget golf bro's past history. It's like he disappeared, and now he's like, reappeared, and that's big news. Yeah, and we still don't have a context for why they know each other. I suppose they're just friends, but like, it it sounds like he was also like a some sort of like singer or musician, or like a colleague of uh, John Mayer's. Right, but it didn't seem like before, like when they're when those two are talking on the couch, and then Blazers is listening from the hallway. Like it didn't seem like there was like a love triangle type situation going on. I mean, I guess there was because the golf bro was also really into Blazers, and Blazers was like, "No, I'm not into you." So I suppose there is. It's like an unbroke. It's like a. It's like just an angle because mm-hmm. like two men are into Blazers, but she's only into one of them. Mm. Right. Right, that is true. I don't know if this is wrong, but I kind of got the suspicion that he was some kind of Korean, either pop star or celebrity, 
like someone who would be in the tabloids. But I'm right, not exactly. Sure. Oh, so that maybe makes that's that makes sense. how they know each other. I think that's the implication. Yeah, industry. Yeah, colleagues or something. Mm-hmm. In any case, John Mayer wants to go to Blazers, but he can't because the plagiarism scandal is back. The songwriter of the song he plagiarized says he did it on purpose, so he has to go fix that. Um, meanwhile, Richie looks at his stocks, and they are indeed down, but I don't understand stocks, so I don't know the severity of it. Like, he, I can't tell if he's, like, super bummed or, like, oh, that's not that bad. I couldn't tell either. It looked yeah. bad because I saw a down arrow. It's yes, said, I saw the said down arrow. Minus 1,000 won, which is a dollar. So, But it's well, a dollar it, per it, stock, it, right? Yeah. But in the next scene then too, um Park the Narc's like lackey is like things are good. Things are things have been better than they were before. So then I was yeah. like confused cuz I was like, well I saw a negative I saw or I saw a down arrow, but then they're talking about how things are good and then Richie is like, "Yes, this was all like a marketing scheme on my part." Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I, I guess it didn't seem like that big of a deal. And I, hard, I find it hard to believe that he was quick enough to cover the screen with the, the numbers to hide the information that he wasn't ready to read yet about his stocks. Yeah. Korea has the fastest internet in the world. Is that true? Wow. Jealous. Yeah. You know what else? They I'm don't have jealous? spectrum there. <laughs> no. They definitely do not. They have a healthy competition. Their dial-up is faster than our spectrum over here. Wow, burn spectrum. Ugh, burn. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Bring up your game spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's also faster than spectrum? What's faster than spectrum? My heartbeat because <laughs> Hottie is back early oh, in the episode. Thank back. you. Mm-hmm. And he's an editor? Yeah. He does it all. I, it all. I was like, what does I he mean, not do? I can do like one or two things in, you know, uh, whatever. I don't even know what it's called. Like the the editing software that comes on your computer. But mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive that he could cut together her whole reel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because he gives it to her. He gives her the DVD of the audition tape and tells her to send it in. So she's super stoked. Grunge princess who is back to grunge. No longer glam. Um, no longer glam. And she bumps into Richie who is jealous of the time she spends with Hottie. And I'm like, Richie, give it up. you got to trust your partner. Like, let her do oh her thing. Gosh. She's at work. <sighs> it's truly so toxic. Mm. Obsessive, yeah. controlling boyfriend. Or they're not even boyfriend, girlfriend. They're just, I don't know what they are. Well, I think they're they're at this point boyfriend, girlfriend, right? I mean, they haven't had a discussion, but they're at least dating, right? We are to assume. I don't even know if she likes him. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, but they're, they're some sort of an item. Yeah. So she take, he takes her away. He takes her out of work early, which is also very rude. Let her finish her work day um, to show her that he decorated her apartment for Christmas, uh, but still calls her poor, which is not nice. Um, and... But, you know, he does say that he wants to replace the memory of his mom, like, cursing her father or whatever with something better, which is very cute, I thought. Um, and he also was- then calls. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, I was just going to say this was another moment that I thought could be 
really nice, except for the fact that we had just seen him being extremely controlling of yeah. her. It's just like there, mm. there, there's like a part of Richie that is like doing nice things, but it is severely, uh, in my mind, canceled out by all of his toxic behavior. You know, yeah. this scene made me start to feel like, you know, he does this creepy, flirty thing. Like they like do this sort of weird. It's almost like they have this, like tacitly understood role play to play like stalker, creepy stalker, um, mm-hmm. like ra- rapist. And like he's oh. like, I'm coming after you, hey. And then like, it's like stop. It's like it's like a weird thing. And I'm like, maybe I just have to accept that. That's between them two. She's says that she's into him although it's very hard to swallow and very hard to believe i don't think she's ever actually said that she's into him has she i mean not out loud but like in her thoughts right (laughs) well yeah she says it's worse to be a but she says she says she want she doesn't want to pursue him because she knows it's gonna end badly in previous episodes so it's Mm. that implies that she wants to pursue him all other things excluded i don't know it's hard but the your point kim is and your point steve is very much um emphasized in the next moment where there's like a little cat and mouse thing where it feels like he's he like calls uh her roommate to tell her not to come home tonight and like there's this like weird thing where you're like oh no is is he gonna is he is he gonna rape her like oh fuck i don't want to watch this she's like very uncomfortable She's like, I don't want to be here with you right now. And then he's like, no, I only wanted to hold your hand and look into your eyes all night. <laughs> oh, my God. And this is after he had chased her around her apartment and she repeatedly said, no, no, no. Please leave me alone. Do not get this close to me. Please stop. And he's just like, I just wanted to hold your hand, which is gaslighting. Talk classic. Yes. It is. And it feels like as a like the writers to the audience are trying to be like, see, isn't he sweet? He didn't rape her when he could have. But it's like, no, I don't. Absolutely not. not. That bar is the center of the earth. We do not accept it. No. Oh, my God. So that made me feel a little icky. I didn't like that. Yeah. And I also felt like icky. Like, I didn't like the situation. But then I was also like, I was like, grunge, you don't have to be in this relationship. Like, it, you don't you don't have to be here. This person yeah. makes you so uncomfortable. Like, go be with Hottie. He loves <laughs> go be you. With Hottie. Oh, and who go knows be. if he would even do as much as hold your hand. Like, maybe not until, like, the 12th date. Yeah. <laughs> 12th date. You know. Hottie's into consent, and I can tell that. Hell yeah. right. he, he's he's into a uh, strict, um, you know, what do you call that? Um, boundaries. Mm-hmm. We love boundaries. We love boundaries. Boundaries are very cute. We love it. We stand boundaries. Is that mm-hmm. right? Did I say that? Do you, yeah. do you think if you rewind your memory back 10 years, the year 2010, it's like the writers thought that in writing the scene, they were trying to take the viewer on this like, edge of your seat kind of anxious ride only to have the audience feel like oh relief that oh uh richie rich just wants to hold her hand oh how sweet is that oh my god i thought it was gonna be a lot worse but then it's like in hindsight we know that it doesn't play out like that in in real life believably it's like back then that's what the writers might have thought they were trying to do for the audience 
but it's like it, this that scene hasn't aged very well at all because oh god no. you know, it's like a, such a such a common kind of like tactic or thing that happens in real life yeah yeah. I was telling my husband too. In 2010, I was so desperately single. I probably would have eaten this up. I would have thought it was so romantic, and I would have loved yeah. oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah. Likewise, I was very into Gossip Girl, and Richie gives like mad Chuck Bass vibes. That actor ended up being a, not a great person, also, but like very like I I think it was part of the uh cultural like global cultural zeitgeist of like. Oh, a bad boy that like, you know, can put you in your place type of a thing, which, you know, yeah. obviously in 2020, we're like, we don't we don't like that anymore. No, yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, maybe we didn't maybe we didn't even want to like it then. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a vocabulary to identify and uh, put a label on these things. Yeah. Uh. But we leave that scene, thankfully, to go to Bernie confronting the songwriter who John Mayer plagiarized, who's this woman who I was so confused because I thought Bernie had written the song, but I guess this Same. woman so had written the song. And also, um, this woman is eating instant noodles around like a ton of sound equipment, which I was yeah. like, I don't think that you're allowed <laughs> to do that. Like, Noodle it, Nancy. Least, Can we call her that? Noodle Nancy. Yeah, Noodle I was like, Nancy. Who is this girl? Like, I love your champagne, Frank. Noodle Nancy. I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. We don't even need any other characters. Like, literally, Bernie could have been the songwriter. What is yeah. going on? And then I never figured, I never felt like I fully understood also who Noodle, uh, who Noodle Nancy was. Like, was she like an ex-girlfriend of Bernie's or something like she that? She did seem very into Bernie um, and did ask if he was still gay, which mm-hmm. is um, just a, just not a great question but does uh show that he is actually gay because remember we weren't quite sure if maybe right. he was like trying right. to pull a like a bad joke or whatever but um that is how he identifies uh and she seemed very bitter and resentful yes. of whatever past relationship she had with bernie yeah yes yeah. and john mayer comes in um and noodles nancy admits that she has lied by saying that he knowingly plagiarized her um, so she's, so what she told to the scandal news tabloids is wrong. Um, but he, she will continue to tell these lies unless he gives her a lot of money is her deal. Extortion Ex- while you're eating instant noodles is a power move. <laughs> it is. She waited I mean, for them. <laughs> maybe the she wants some fancier noodles. You know, she's <laughs> like, I want a seasoned egg. I want some scallions in this next time. Like, give me money so I can afford some like decent noodles, mm-hmm. right? Which you I got, don't I mean, know. You could do that on your own too. You could just bring your own egg and cut a little scallions in there. Yeah, there you go. You can upgrade it yourself. You, you know don't hold yourself back, yourself. noodles, Nancy. You don't. You don't need to be blackmailing anybody to mm-hmm. get yourself some nicer noodles. Noodle yeah, Nancy is a hater. She is a hater um, and a true maniac. Yeah. yeah, I well, thought Blazers was bad, but then I was like, Noodle Nancy's is really out of the blue, just re- revengeful. Like, yeah. yeah, she's horrible. Yeah. Well, John Mayer goes back to his manager, recounts what Noodles Nancy says, but says he does not want to pay her out and wants to refund all the tickets to his big Christmas concert. He says it's off. He doesn't care what people say. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Richie's mom finds out about their kiss. And gets um, the roommate fired. 
And I thought for a second, I was like, is the mom's assistant, is that Champagne Frank? I don't think, I don't think they look. I don't think it is. Because the assistant seems taller than Champagne Frank. But I was like. the same haircut. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't? Oh, okay. But I I also did. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, I was like, oh, like, I'm like, just like searching for meaning because I cannot find any. Uh, (laughs) So I'm just like, always maybe like, maybe he was in there as like a mole. And that's why everybody hates him. Right. Is because Mm -hmm. like, uh, because because they they don't like their mom slash aunt. And maybe, you know, Champagne Frank had put on his party glasses, you know, and he was wearing like those nicer glasses than his, his everyday glasses, you know, party glasses. You know where you can find Champagne Frank? In the secret garden. <laughs> damn you, Chef oh, Frank. Oh, he outwitted us. He oh, outwitted us. God. But you know what? I'm starting to stand Secretary Kim super hard because <laughs> after the roommate gets fired, he goes to straight to Richie Rich and he's like telling him off. He's like, you suck. I hate working for you. I can't believe you fired the roommate. He's like fully crying. And God, I love him for it. Yeah, very, he's like, very cute. Yeah, he's just like okay. I'm yeah. He's like you're a bad boss. Like you're so mean. Yeah, That's but really then good. he does these hand motions when he's like describing. Yeah, him, like, you're, you're vicious. Like, I think he was saying you're vicious. <laughs> like, like doing these like oh my god. Uh, you almost forget that he me tooed I young. How soon we forget? Oh god. Yeah. But it is not Richie. Richie clears it up. He's like, I'm going to talk to HR. Don't worry about it. Secretary Kim and stop insulting me. And Secretary Kim's like, oopsies. Um, So Richie's mom calls Grunge Princess. And I'm like, girl, you got to start recording this so you could start like a paper trail and sue her because she is like fully telling you she fired the roommate on uh to be vindictive towards her, which is illegal. Um. But Grunge Princess knows she has to fix it. And the roommate comes home and like fully lies about being fired. She says she resigned because she thought she was being treated unfairly, which is very sweet of her, I thought. Mm, very trying sweet. To be yeah. Stoic, stoic hero. Mm. Yeah. But Grunge Princess is not accepting it. She's like, no, no, no. I'm going to go to Richie's mom's house, but runs into Richie right outside. Um, because she's worried that she's going to, like, target the action school, like, that it's not done. Richie's mom won't stop. She's just right, gonna, because like, Richie's, Richie's mom is, like, doing the, the like, I feel, I haven't seen a lot of mafia movies. Maybe I've not seen any, but, like, this feels like a very, like, yeah. stereotypical mafia move of, like, I'm going to get all the people around you. I'm going to get all the people you love so that, like, yeah. you don't have anything left to live for. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she shows up looking like, like KGB, like, Russian, like like, you know, I'm going to assassinate you kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. She's scary. I don't want to. I yeah, don't want to. She's got a very intimidating vibe. Mm-hmm. And many, many an Ann Taylor Loft chain slash fabric beaded necklace. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, Always she's still a different styled. one. Yeah. She's, she's still fine. But Richie tries to get Grunge Princess not to talk to his mom because he's like, listen, I have a plan. I'm going to talk to my grandpapa. We're going to fix it all. Uh, but. Grunge Princess does not want to listen. And then it starts raining. And I'm like, oh, oh no. And um, it's also raining inside his car. And yeah, he's, not, he's not fixing it. Ugh. 
Well, After he goes I mean, on this like <laughs> long rant about the leather of his seats. Yeah, and then he still and then he I think he said to her like I'm going to go inside, you put the top up, but like how would she I mean maybe she does know how to put the top up, but Oh, no, I just when I put drove my boss's Tesla inside the car, I had to Google how do you get out of a Tesla because <laughs> I like couldn't figure <laughs> oh it out. Oh my god! Wait, wait, how do you get out? Just for in case I ever find myself trapped in one. The door handle is not intuitive. It's like embedded into the door. So you know, like on a normal one, you see the lever, the door handle yeah. lever. That's not how yeah. it is in a Tesla. It's like hidden. So you just have to find the door handle, and it like if memory serves me, it like flips up instead of out. And then that oh. opens the door. Okay. It's not, I thought you were going to say it's like you just tell it, you, you command the car to let you out. And if you're confident enough, it does it. <laughs> you know, and I will not lie to you. That is not the only thing I Googled while I was in that Tesla. That is I also Googled so stressful. how to start it, stop it. <laughs> it was like oh I couldn't figure God. it out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's fine. I also like did because my internet wasn't loading. I did text him, which felt like really embarrassing. I was like, how do you get out of this? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's so understandable. And were, was yeah. your boss understanding? Were they like, yes, this is. is a complicated car? He is that's very good. he's very cool about it. He's like, I'm so sorry. I should have told you. I was like, no, I, I know how to drive a car. I should have figured it out. But it was it's just so different. Some cars are built differently is my point. And maybe Grinch Princess wouldn't know how to put a ceiling down on a car or a roof down on a car. I mean, I agree. I drive a 2012 Prius. So uh, much has changed since since I acquired my car. You know, these <laughs> bastards, it, like all the, the, the fancy, nicer cars, they go out of their way to make shit like totally unnatural and weird and different from mm-hmm. like what quote unquote normal people drive. And I think it's like kind of like a status thing. It's kind of like a, hey, I'm oh, special. Oh, totally. I'm kind of thing. Because if you know how to use the car, then you're high status. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It just, it could just, I'm in a different world than you, that kind of thing. Like my yeah. power, my window is on the center console, not on the door like in every other car if you drive a BMW. BMW. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. You know, the window they, should be by the, the window. It's the dumbest design. I do think but, he does drive a BMW though, right? That it's car? A, it's a Z4, white car? yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't get the rights to show the emblem, so they just blacked it out with <laughs> every time. <laughs> Except there for is, I don't... Mong Bell. Mong Bell is clearly a sponsor. Oh, it's clear. I will say, I don't remember what it was in the episode, but it made me laugh so hard. They show him in his bathroom, and he has a bottle of Listerine, but they didn't clear Listerine, so they blocked, they just put black tape over the word Listerine. It's so subtle, you can barely see it, but it made me oh. laugh so hard. I did I not notice that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's later. But, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, they body switch at this moment. It was so oh. crazy. Oh my God. But I knew it. I knew it. I called it. I just want to put on the record that I had said, I bet you they body switch again before the, mm-hmm. the show is over. And I was right. And honestly, in my notes, I put, no, they're body switching. Yay. Because <laughs> like, it's more fun when they're body switched. Yes, totally. Yeah. And in my I was... notes, I wrote, I fucking knew it. <laughs> but then I was immediately dreading the process of them having to, but then, I was glad to realize that they they put it together pretty quick. Like, oh, it's because of the rain. Yeah. Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Yes. But I was also like, how did you guys not figure that out before? I don't know. Yeah. Just like look for patterns, you know? (laughs) Yes. So they have to do this meeting now with Richie's mom, Body Switched. Um, So Grunge, the body, 
takes over, takes the lead in this meeting. Um, uh, says she knows the mom's strat- strategy uh, and is only staying together to keep her son from dying of lovesickness and also drops the bomb that they're going to move in together, which is news for Richie the body, who is Grunge Princess the soul. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Grunge the body also threatens to call the labor union. So apparently there are some sort of labor unions in Korea. Uh, I was and really happy will- to hear that. I was like, I was yes. surprised. Yes. Uh and for Ah Young, so she so the mom's gonna get into big trouble. Um and also then the cherry on top of this threatened Sunday is that uh Rich or Grunge the Body, so Richie the Soul threatens Richie's mom that she won't see her son again. Like if you she says if you can't see us together, move to a different country, which obviously <laughs> hurts her. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? it's really funny though. I don't know why that affects her so much, given that like she had made essentially the same threat to Richie before. She was like, "You'll lose your family if you like go with this girl." So I don't understand why this. I mean, I deal. think that was the mother's bluff, like trying to be like, yeah, overly dramatic to try to like scare him. But um, I don't think she really ever probably intended to like kick him out and disown him. But it's, like, weird, too, right? Because, like, he does have a job he goes to. So does he not keep any of the money that he gets from being the president of this department store? Like, because she's lording over him that, like, she owns his house and stuff like that. But, like, does he not have finances of his own from the job that he goes to twice a week? Hmm. I don't know, but I'm I'm sure it could devolve into some sort of series of lawsuits that will just kind of, like, you know... Mm. Won't be good for anybody. Mm-mm. Yeah. So they're back at their apartment and they temporary body switch back, which I hate this trope. It's so oh, confusing. Um, <laughs> but Richie is basically like telling Grunch to pack up her stuff so she can move in um, and tells her not to worry. Young will get her job back. Um, this is where they figure out the rain stuff and they look at the forecast and there's no rain for a week, which is big so they won't switch back for at least a week Mm -hmm. Um, and richie's like let's go to new york yeah Yeah. because it's raining in new york also they say something like they can't kiss while they're in each other's body which i didn't really understand the logic i think they're just like i don't want to be kissing myself that's how Uh, i interpreted it i'd want to find out what it's like to kiss myself that's kind of interesting yeah (laughs) well also when um when Richie the body is shaving later, and I am getting ahead of myself. I'm so sorry. Oh, Kathy. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. Uh, but he's shaving himself <laughs> later, and he's saying, like, this as grunge the soul is like, when I close my eyes, it's like I'm with him. So she's like, imagine, because she can smell him, you know? Yeah. Because she is him. So, I mean, I, I just Very don't think odd. they're like outside of kissing themselves. I, so I think they can do it. But whatever. I'm not making the rules. Um, there are no rules. There are no rules, apparently, except that when it rains, they body switch. Right. But they're also being like much nicer about maintaining the other's lives. So um, Grunge the body starts training for the Dark Blood audition, which is coming up. And Richie which is like, I really don't believe this. There's literally no way that he could learn everything that she knows. She did so much in that audition tape. Mm. Yeah, and this is her job, and she's been doing it for. Did she say at some point she's been doing it for eight years, or maybe I made that up? 
That but sounds do, right. do you wonder if uh, maybe muscle memory might ha- have a play in this at all? Like maybe it'll come naturally if uh, mm. the the body remembers. I don't know. I think I would guess that she's probably strong enough to complete any stunt she needs to. But the like the mind stuff you need to like make yourself safe, like how to move in like certain positions, I think mm-hmm. would come harder. So I I would bet it's more dangerous for her to do it when she's body switched. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. Hmm. But Richie also s- says he'll practice his signature, so no more hearts. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also says he will greet the employees and respect them, even though that's not, like, Richie the soul's way. And Richie's like, fine, I'll accept this as long as you hug me. And she's like, all right. <laughs> and they hug. Fair trade, like, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Unbelievable. <laughs> at least they figured out a nice... Kind of like system or and to 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 you know figure out each other's lives, I guess. Yeah. So they go back to each other's lives. Everything is good. There's an annual action part action school party coming up. Meanwhile, John Mayer's in trouble because his fans don't want refunds for their tickets. They want to see it anyway. Uh, see fans. the concert. Mm-hmm. They're, oh, yeah. they're like, we'll wait. <laughs> Just you are you still owe us a concert. <laughs> But and to yeah. be fair to the fans, though, like he's tried to cancel several things over the course of this uh, <laughs> yeah, series right. so far. And like even when he tried to cancel like his autograph signing, like they're like, we still love you. Like, we don't care what you've done. Like, they're so just they're they're just like such super fans. So, yeah. you know, sometimes I wonder if like I kind of feel bad. It's like maybe the man doesn't want to do it anymore. But then the fans, the fans just can't kind of. uh just keep dragging him along. Like, yeah, and he's like against Ugh. his will. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but he uh, ends up canceling it. They refund the arena that he was supposed to play in, and he's like moping in his house, eating cookies, which like good for you. And then Blazers comes in with a cake, and I'm like, my kind of gal coming in with a cake. What? Uh, and she's like, hell yeah. Well, she's just worried about him. That's why. And she has a sweater that has a bunch of keys sewn on it. Oh, I missed this. Or the keys? I, I thought that you would notice it, Kathy, because you I noticed it before it. with the money sewed onto John Mayer's. But yes, oh, she it comes was hotties. In and, that's why I noticed. Oh, it was hotties. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But yeah, she comes in with this, uh, her sweater on and uh, around the collar where it looks like it's just beaded. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting like costume choice because, you know, we saw her before um, when she was at the, the, the party and she was wearing that gold like necklace that looked like mm. a collar. I was like, oh, it's like kind of like a fashion callback. I like that in the fashion storytelling, the costume storytelling. But then I noticed it's just like a bunch of gold keys sewn onto her, oh, onto her totally sweater. I missed that. Girl, very, very glam. I was just too it. mesmerized by the fact that she looked like she was going to throw her own concert. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I honestly, I was very moved by this because I thought it was nice that she came to visit and she was worried about him. He's going through a tough time. Um, and he invites her to stay and she does, which I think is ultra sweet. Like they care about each other, you know? Yeah. Um, and then he like plays the piano for her, like gives her like a private Christmas concert performance. I loved this. I thought it was so sweet. Yeah. Um, like that he was still doing it as though he was doing the real concert. Mm. And I, like, yeah. all- sorry, go ahead, Steve. I, I was about to say, I think. That song, I was assuming that that was the finally the right song that that she likes. Yeah. 
He yeah. finally remembered or got lucky or something. <laughs> Who knows? And isn't well, that the same song that they play when they're like sad? Yeah. Was he singing that song? The song is familiar. Yeah, the song definitely has come up before. I think that he was playing that song for her um, before in a flashback. But mm. I could be making that up. But I do think that mm-hmm. he's played that song before for her in a flashback. Mm. Well, it was um, very sweet. I thought it was sweet too. But I also noticed that in this and um, in the the scene a couple scenes back where uh, John Mayer is at the mall with his manager that they're really pulling in this like love actually. I don't know how familiar you, go- you are with love actually, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they really start pulling in this whole like because it's Christmas. Yes. And, like mm-hmm. it's Christmas. And so I'm going to make an exception. And even Blazer says to John Mayer in English, she says, Merry Christmas. And I've never seen anybody look so mad when they're saying Merry Christmas. Yeah, it was quite sad. So, but... so Blazers, uh, they still haven't really flushed out the past problems. And I was so surprised they didn't because now John Mayer knows why she's upset. So he could have just hashed it out there and been like, oh, thank you for coming so much on my mind. I yeah. meant to come, but. But John Mayer is not one to just get directly to the point. No. Unless you're Champagne Frank. Unless you're Champagne Frank and you're saying hi. Then he's like direct. I don't like you. Don't talk to me. I don't like you. Don't talk to me. But did you guys notice that Blazers, I noticed this and like I was like, Kim, you're making stuff up. But I did notice this. That Blazers, when, when John Mayer is like playing beautiful music and singing to her and she's like starting to get teary. And she starts blinking, which is not something <gasps> that we've seen her do a lot before. I'm like, I truly sound like a conspiracy theorist right now that I'm like, she's blinking so her face touches emotional. But like, we, whenever yeah. we see her, like I comment on this a lot that she's Whoa. just like totally unblinking. And she's like blinking back tears in this moment. And I was, it, it really like, I feel, I, again, I'm like, I'm making things up, but I really felt like it like made it seem all the more vulnerable to me. And yeah, crazy her walls are breaking just down. Now. <gasps> Ooh, oh, God. Whoa. Oh, God. oh, she's blinking. She's <laughs> yeah. blinking. I'm telling you, she's getting vulnerable. Truly. Mm. Well, we leave them to their sweet moment. We go to the action school annual party. Um, uh, lots of things happen at this party. None of it important. Some rando proposes his love to Grunge Princess, which is like <laughs> not the time or place. There's this bizarre ass <laughs> talent show. They're just killing I loved time. it. I love the talent show. And also I was like, this makes sense now with like the weird audition sequence that we saw, like toward the beginning of the show that I was like, oh, maybe they make people bring something that they would be able to do at the talent show during their audition for the Oh, well, maybe. I, I Probably do have, not, but again, I make it things up. No, I, I love I, it. I do have an explanation for what's going on, and that oh. is... Mm. Not that it's like a strict Korean cultural thing, but I think it happens quite often where in an environment such as like this, where like it's a holiday party or like a family get-together, for some reason, there's always... There's almost always a situation where the older people make the younger people go up and like perform 
something mm, like whether it's a song of themselves or do a, some sort of skit or impersonation mm, just wow. entertain the elders because uh, i grew up like that and and like our church was you know when i used to go to church it was like that like we would have these like talent competitions or talent shows or whatever um and and, and that's so this is like a very familiar scene to me mm. it's just like all right especially if you're the the hubei the sunbays Remember that's a term. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. The, the the seniors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the seniors the make sun. the 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 hubes, the 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 juniors go mm. up uh, and entertain them, and then when the hubes become the seniors, they'll do that to the next generation as well. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like amazing, yeah. but it's supposed to be in good fun and good. Yeah, spirit. yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't that mind that. Sense. I just it was just so long. I was like, <laughs> yeah, unnecessary. Y'all, I loved it. Go. I loved it. I <laughs> thought it was so fun. And see what you're saying. I'm like, oh, my God, I really am Korean, like without even without even meaning to be, because I would come home from church with my parents like when I was a kid and I would reenact the sermon for them unprompted. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your blood, blood. Like, Kim. Oh, I'm like, oh, my God, that's how Korean I am. Like, I knew that <laughs> as the hubei, I needed to be entertaining the Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Wow. That Full scene, circle. though, definitely, de- definitely felt like. They just pulled in some staff members, like PAs or whatever, and like, all right, yeah. make a scene. You know, yeah. you, you get, this is your like two minutes of fame here. You get to just, you know, roll with it. You know. Well, I love it too. They didn't play like the dialogue. It was just music and silence. So it's like you couldn't, you weren't even like aware of what they were saying or like the jokes they were telling. So you're like, this That's isn't true. even funny to me. Like, I don't know what the, what. It was a very what inside thing. It felt like. Yeah. It yeah. just looked like they were having a lot of fun, and I liked it. You know, yeah, yes, yeah. I'm. I'm not fun, so I'm wrong. But it, <laughs> Kathy, that's I, not even true. You it, are fun. It's well, fun. not to get it's ahead fun. of yourself. Ugh. Okay. Well, speaking of, so the next day, Richie finds the medicine that uh, Richie the body finds the medicine that Richie was taking, connects it back to the accident, and like the way John Mayer was talking to him mm. earlier, decides to call this doctor, doesn't have her number, goes to John Mayer's. But the party doctor is there. He does not recognize her. John Mayer is very suspicious. Then oh, we man. cut to Hottie. Hottie and Grunge Princess. Hottie has brought her a coffee because December 5th, which is the day, is very important to her. But Grunge the body doesn't know why. And also Hottie tests her by asking her about this certain person who is dead. But Grunge Princess for- pretends that that person is alive. So John Mayer and Hottie are both suspicious and then they realize and they're like, who are you to their respective person they're talking to? Boom! So yes! We were both right. We were all right. We they were knew. They, right! they were first to know. Yes! Simultaneously. I wrote, down, mm-hmm. I wrote down because it happens in the show. It happens with Hottie first. And I wrote, oh my God, Hottie knows something is up. Ah, you guys mm-hmm. are right. And then the very next frame is uh, Oscar figuring it out. And I was like, oh my God, wait, I was also right. (laughs) I think to be fair, in the narrative, it's meant to happen at the same time. So I think we're all right. I think we are all right. But oh my gosh, I was like, I was so happy. Even when I thought that I was the one who was wrong, I was so happy to be wrong because I was like, this whole time I've been like, so crazy that nobody would notice. Especially because last time they were body switched, they were extremely careless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This time they're a little more careful, but nothing yeah. gets by Hottie and John Mayer. But I, I, I also <laughs> think that like people should have been doing these tests. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
as much as I I appreciated that like things are finally happening in this drama. Yes. But it's like it's always like funny to me because it's like wouldn't you first ask, "Hey, are you okay?" Like you're you don't remember yeah, this what the day? Yeah, what's wrong with did you? you? Did you hurt your head? <laughs> like immediately the the first go to is an accusation. Who are you? You know, yes. it's like Yeah. What? Not like, "Hey, what's going on?" Like you seem a little bit off. Like is yeah. everything okay at work? Like everything's good at home, you know, like Yeah. I'm surprised the doctor, party doctor just kind of like was like, "All right, I'll see you later." Yeah, yeah, that was odd. Oh, mm. She's got parties to go to. She doesn't have She time. does. That is true. She you didn't only, make an appointment. Only, yeah, only mm-hmm. psychiatry on the clock. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Setting boundaries. <laughs> boundaries. Also, I don't know if you guys want to talk about this, but do you guys want to talk about the stockings right now? Oh, yes. Oh, oh my thank God. you. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. Shout out to at Anna Mark. Anna who, Mark. Told us what was in the stockings, and they are not bones. They're not bones. Even though, guys, I I gotta say, I knew it wasn't bones. I knew, but I like really wanted it to be. I wanted it to be bones too. I mean, I think I think I said that it was onions at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it looks like it could come in those little garlic stockings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's the opposite of garlic. It's soap. It's soap. It's like the ends of soap. But to indicate that that's how much she's scrimping and saving is that she's saving the ends of her soap. Wait, wait. So does that mean she's going around like the 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 shower room just scraping up people's like soap bits to like collect it? Because normally what I would do is if I'm low on my soap bar, I'll just stick it onto the next bar. That's what I do too. And I <laughs> thought that was the normal thing is yeah, that yeah, you yeah, take yeah. the little sliver soap and then you you you. Stick it on top of the other one. You know, so though, I guess if you're soap. like, if you're really trying to save on your soap intake, because you know, when you put the soap on the shower soap bar thing, it like leaves soap residue. So mm. if you put the new soap bar in your stocking already, it like saves it. Oh, it helps from, drain like, the water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, probably, um, like, I use a little, this is a lot of personal information. I use like a little loofah, but it helps like, you know, generate more suds for you. So mm-hmm. I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm saving soap too. Because like, you know, it's making more soap out of the soap. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when uh, when Anna Mark told us that she put all of the soap bits into a stocking, I was like, that's actually so genius. Because then if you keep it in there, then it's like exfoliating and it's making more mm-hmm. soap too, as opposed to just like rubbing it on your hands where, you know, you can't oh, get as much bang so for she, your buck. So she's using, she's taking a clump of soap bits in the stocking as like a exfoliant soap bar all in one combo. That's what I took it as, but oh. you know, maybe I'm just an innovator. Or maybe oh, it's still bones. And maybe it's still bones. The bones of soap. We have not seen it. We have not seen the contents of the stocking. So maybe it's still bones. Maybe. Could be bones, Kathy. Could be. Right? Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh man! But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this episode. I'm like, we're, me too. Things are happening. Yeah, thank God. Honestly, oh it. my God. Oh. Yes. Oh, now I'm curious. Genuinely curious. Like, what is going to happen next? Yeah. Yes. I almost uh, watched the next one right away, but I didn't want to get ahead. Mm, let's not get ahead. Could not get ahead of yourself. Never, never. never. Champagne Frank. Champagne Frank. Champagne Frank, where are you at? Oscar doesn't like you, but I like you. (laughs) I don't 
don't think I like you, but I want to know what your deal is. Yeah, yeah I don't I know you, know, so. Where did you run off to? Out yeah. the door? Like, like a cartoon And why character. were you there in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What kind of friends so do you have? So many questions. Champagne yeah. Friends? Where did yeah. you come from? Yeah. Who where did are you? you? Go? Where mm. did you come from? Champagne Frank. <laughs> so many <laughs> things to look forward to. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, um, thanks for tuning in. This is Steve. This is Kathy. This is Kim. And we'll see you next time on the Korean Drama Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue, and our executive producers are Will Choi, Bill Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod. And if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck Podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hey, Brian. Did you go to Saturday school as a kid? I sure did. Did you? Totally. Well, at our podcast, Saturday School, we don't teach a language, but we pass along the culture that we do know. And that's Asian American pop culture. Ada's a journalist, and I'm a professor and film festival programmer. We've watched a lot of great Asian American movies, and we want you to watch them too. Come listen to us as we look back at the pioneering films that have led us to today. 